Hi, this is Jessalyn Etchell, and you're listening to my podcast, Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. In this series, I interview my favorite women on their topics of passion in an effort to connect us so that we remember that women supporting women is our greatest strength. I want to live in a world where women build each other up instead of tear each other down. And this podcast, in addition to the in-person women's circles I lead, are my offering towards this vision. Thanks so much for listening. I'm super stoked today to be talking to Terene Saravsade. She is an awesome lady that I've been trying to get on the podcast for a while, so I'm just super thrilled. Uh, Terene is a creative, a yoga teacher, a community builder, and entrepreneur. She's been leading the donation-based yoga studio and community wellness organization Be The Change Yoga and Wellness, which is now known as Be The Change Collective, for the past three and a half years. Their goal is to bring accessible and inclusive yoga for all the people in the San Jose community. Terene thrives on authentic and healthy connection and creating new and creative spaces for people to be in relationship with themselves, each other, and their community. Today, Terene is going to talk to us about evolving creative leadership. So excited. Welcome, Terene. Thank you for having me, Jessalyn. It's such an honor to be here. Yay. So before we launch into the topic, let's just take a moment to connect you and I and anyone listening with just a couple of deep breaths. We'll take an inhale through the nose and exhale out the mouth or out the nose. A couple more like that. And may each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. May each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Terene, what's your favorite thing about being a woman? Mm, my favorite thing about being a woman, um, my intuition, my mm. intuition. And um, I'm excited to talk more about that today and just like the role that as I've come into myself more and more, I've just come to forge a deeper connection and respect for my intuition. Um, and I think as a woman, we have so much community around uh, getting to really celebrate our intuition. And part of that community is something I've experienced with the goddess circles that you build at Be The Change. Um, but just really getting those spaces where we get to come together and celebrate uh, intuitive process. And um, that's just meant so much to me in my life. So, yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah, I guess I'll give a little quick um, history because I'm realizing how relevant it is that you, you chose the title Evolving Creative Leadership and um, the evolution of Wildish Wise Women is very tied into your studio and and the process that you allowed to unfold. I approached Terene, um two plus almost three years ago probably and said hey I want to do this thing I'm going to call it a goddess circle and can I have it at the studio and she said 
well, tell me a little bit about it. And I said, well, it'll kind of look like this. And she goes, sure. <laughs> so created a monthly circle for, for any woman that wants to show up and it thrives even in my absence. Now that I moved down to San Diego, the community really took it over and embraced it. And that um, means so much. Um, and the other part of evolution that, that is coming to me right now is that I've literally been trying to get Taranay to come on the podcast since its inception. But what I think was happening is, is Taranay is doing so much that she was like, how do I encapsulate my work? What am I doing? And when I know what I'm doing, it's evolving. <laughs> At least that was the sense I got from you. So um, let's actually start there. If you could just talk a little bit about the path and um, how you stepped into the role uh, at Be The Change and how it's just in flux and just growing and, and flourishing in these different ways, um, you know, kind of every day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, your, your feeling on, you know, the, the podcast and my journey with being able to finally arrive here uh, is spot on. Mm -hmm. um, and it has a lot to do with just the process of um, my experience with Be The Change being constantly evolving and um, to the point where, you know, with the podcast, I was like, okay, well, when I'm here, like when it's in this package and I'm clear on everything that's happening, then I can do a podcast. <laughs> so finally, uh, and I'll talk a bit about like this just being part of the process. I was like, you know what? Like I'm never going to get to whatever this imagined place of things being perfectly packaged and in control. Um, control being a big thing. happy <laughs> <laughs> just me about evolution. So um, thank you for the creativity and patience um, involved with that. So uh, yeah, with Be The Change, um, I uh, took ownership of Be The Change as a donation-based studio. It was founded by Michelle Lenane. Um, who, who has now her own podcast, by the way. What's it called? Te Love Teaching Yoga? Yoga. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll link it so people can, can find her as well. <laughs> awesome, thank you. So yeah, so I was, um, you know, when I got my teacher training uh, completed in 2014, I always started with doing a lot of community yoga. Um, I was uh, at a full-time job, uh, corporate job um, at a tech startup because I'm in Silicon Valley. Um, and I had been there for five years. And uh, it played a big role in um, my leadership experience. Um, but I was really ready to leave and uh, be the change. I was teaching there at the time and Michelle was moving. And so it was a very intuitive process. Um, you know, I didn't know that I was going to come into owning a yoga studio. I never like had a dream of that. Um, and it just, the opportunity was in front of me and I was like, I just knew I woke up at four in the morning one day on a Friday, which is very uncommon for me. <laughs> um, and so I just knew I was like, I have to, you know, I have to pursue this. Um, this is it. And, and so I, um, you know, I, I bought the studio and, uh, worked my corporate job for a few more months and, um, was able to finally leave and take the full leap into, um, running this donation based studio. 
Yeah, and um, let me just say for those of you who haven't been to San Jose and haven't stepped foot into Be The Change, it's completely unassuming. You don't even know how to find it from the street half the time. Like, it's a little bit of a trick to get to. Um, the first time I did my demo class to start teaching there, I was, like, terrified I was not going to make it because I couldn't find the damn place. But as soon as you walk in, it just has this way of embracing you. It has these exposed brick walls and the skylight, and it's just everyone who walks in there marvels at the way it makes them feel and i just loved that and i and i know it's a combination of a lot of things but um i just wanted to paint that picture because it's not just me i mean everyone that walks in is like oh my gosh this space is beautiful and and everyone just feels really warm and welcome when they walk in the door and that's not always the case at yoga studios for any of you who've gone to some other ones that don't make you feel that way <laughs> oh thank you jocelyn and yeah, I think um, it's because there's been a lot of love put into that space by mm-hmm. many different people, all of our teachers and yourself included and um, and Michelle and just all the many people that have walked through those doors. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was when I came in, I, you know, I've kind of grown up being a, someone who's a little bit more shy in um, like leadership roles and you know, um, I have my small, comfortable spaces where I really thrive, but, um, be the change of coming into this leadership role in the yoga community was super new for me. And it was a total, um, you know, a 180 from being in uh, the tech world. And so a lot of my process with be the change has been this kind of intuitive process that, um, definitely the universe has like put everything I need in front of me. Um, but so much of it, of the growth has been, uh, evolving this creative leadership process, um, for myself and really exploring and allowing myself to kind of break down what I knew of leadership from, um, the, my past life and, and be able to redefine it, um, in, in terms that I felt good about. Yeah, let's let's expand on that. So when you're talking about redefining leadership as you knew it, what are some of the things that have come out of that? Yeah, so, um, you know, coming from the, the corporate world, I, I had some really incredible mentors, um, female mentors who, who really instilled um, this feeling of trust with me, right? They, mm. Um, you know, one of my, my mentors, she really like pulled for me and, you know, um, invited me into positions of more responsibility based on, you know, her belief in my, uh, capabilities. And, uh, she was always rooting for me and supporting me. Um, and so in that experience, just, uh, from the start, I feel like I was so fortunate to learn that I could trust, you know, other women in the workplace. So Um, huge. Yes, yes. And that really seeded the foundation of, I think, one of the things that's been so um, critical to be the changes growth, and that's our ability to collaborate with other community partners. And really what I feel like um, a signature of my own leadership style is definitely in collaboration. Um, so yeah, from an early place, I was able to really take that with me, um, and run with it. 
Um, but on the other hand, uh, you know, most of the leaders in kind of the top roles of the company I worked with were men and they had a pretty traditional, uh, masculine styles of leadership, you know, very linear in thought and mm -hmm. very process oriented, which I, I definitely appreciate that mindset, um, very growth and, uh, you know, of fiscal uh, perspective when it comes to just like, you know, really the bottom line of a business being about, uh, you know, your, your revenue and your profit. So I, I was grateful to get steeped in that mindset. Um, but bringing, coming in to be the change and being a donation based studio, um, we really stand for people, uh, people first. And um, that the reason that we share this yoga practice is so that all people can uh, have access to it, not just people that are of a certain socioeconomic status. So uh, it was a huge uh, redirect for me. And so for a while, I thought of it as feminine leadership, uh, like, mm -hmm. like this pendulum swing where I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm defining my leadership um, and I can be intuitive and collaborative and um so and kind of non-linear in the way I approach things um which I didn't always see at the moment at the moment I was like I'm just you know getting by <laughs> just winging it over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and just I think like this amazing capacity of the feminine energy to hold a lot of different um elements at once and yeah. which as a nonlinear trait um, mm -hmm. and to see like, okay, these all, these things don't all immediately have a straight line of connection, but all the dots connect. Um, and that's really how I see the way we've built community has been, you know, we have our donation based studio, but we, you know, teach yoga at the parks and we, um, you know, partner with local farms and local art collectives to offer yoga in their spaces and just a lot of really creative um, ways to bring together wellness and celebration of the community that we're in. Um, and at the time we were doing it because it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, because it felt good. And, and um, now I think it's really become uh, one of the big reasons that Be The Change has uh, grown so much and, and been such a success and that we're able to sustain donation-based yoga. So when you talk about collaboration, I think of that as being a feminine way of stepping into leadership also. Um, but it sounds like your thinking has evolved a little bit that, that maybe you're not just putting yourself in one box versus the other. So is that where the evolving creative leadership part comes from that's sort of always changing and growing and it's not just this or that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Cause I would say in my journey after leaving corporate coming into kind of like a wide open field, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I swang to like, Oh, it's feminine leadership. Mm. And it really true to me at that time of like, you know, what does it mean to be a compassionate female leader? Um, and to, to shed the idea that like to be taken seriously as a woman in a leadership position that we need to wear a certain like hardness, mm -hmm. um, and you know, we need to be that like kind of 
straightforward bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that is a lot of what people assume has to happen to be successful. Yeah. To be taken and to be taken seriously yeah. and to just, you know, really shed that and be like, you know, I can be a soft and compassionate person mm-hmm. in the way that I do my business. And, um, that was so freeing for me. And so at that moment, it felt really true to call it feminine leadership. But now that I feel like my pendulum has kind of swung back into the center and after three years of tons of expansion and growth, I'm in a place where I am like putting really strong boundaries in more and more than ever have, Mm -hmm. which, which feels like a bit of a more, you know, masculine trait, um, or just, you know, I also call in like Kali, right? Like just yeah, that. just fierce. That fierce energy of, okay, I got to put my boundaries in um, to protect what I have. And um, because my energy is finite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now I, I call it creative leadership um, because it's really just like allowing ourselves to shed what the the standard boxes of what we think leaders should be and really being able to honor my own process of what leadership looks like. And that changes every day, depending on what my day calls for. Right. What a sense of permission or relief that must be that you don't have to be this one thing. And the thing you were yesterday doesn't have to be the thing that works today or tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think uh, that really leads into the idea of like just being able to embrace my process um, and acknowledge that my process might look a lot different from the next leader. And so while so much of my leadership style has come from studying others and um, seeing like what I can learn and the mentorship quality in every person that I get to work with, mm-hmm. um, to, to really come home into like, honoring what my personal process is in, in my leadership journey. Yeah, that makes me think of the yoga community and yoga as a career in general. A lot of times we're hearing or we're, we're being told like, oh, it's, it's saturated. There are too many yoga teachers. You can't break out into the yoga world. But um, what you're saying and what I, I think I'm taking from that is that nobody can deliver anything the way that you would, whether it be leadership or yoga or community building or any of that stuff, it's all going to be uniquely yours. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, um, I think especially during these times that we're in, uh, this idea that everybody is a leader, um, and everyone has this unique signature and, um, light to bring the world Mm -hmm. is, so important because we need everybody. <laughs> yeah, we won't get through it alone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wow. I would love for you to just highlight um, because I know it's a huge important piece and that's why you went to the Be The Change Collective. If you'll just talk about um, the different partnerships and the ways that you're of service because I think it's it's more far reaching than even I know. Mm, yeah, yeah. So um, really our hub and foundation is the donation based studio, um, where we don't ever turn anybody away and, uh, we're able to offer, um, you know, like 30 plus different wide variety of yoga classes to our community. 
Um, and then we also have a movement that we call Conscious San Jose. And um, Conscious San Jose is all about bringing, um, uniting different wellness communities and cultural communities in San Jose um, around celebrating uh, the community that we have here. Uh, cause in San Jose, often people are like, Oh, there's nothing to do in San Jose or, <laughs> well, there's nothing here. And so we really, uh, just like our yoga practice invites us to do is, uh, to really feel like as a community, we are enough and, uh, we want to celebrate what we do have. So conscious San Jose is really meant to kind of elevate, uh, what, what wealth, uh, and abundance we have in terms of a wellness community and a arts community in San Jose. Um, and we do that by creating wellness events in our public spaces. Um, and they're always either free or donation based so that all can access them. Um, so that's, that's been evolving over the last two, two and a half years. And, uh, we're in our public parks and a St. James park, which is in downtown San Jose. And it's kind of known to be a park that people don't tend to spend time in because there's a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness in that park. Um, but through a partnership with the city of San Jose, we've been in that park for five years now, um, offering yoga and different wellness uh, offerings like meditation and Qigong and movement practices, uh, which Jessalyn, you were part of uh, teaching meditation last year. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. And you had mentioned that it's all, I mean, not 100%, but it's through the support of the mayor that that is possible. And I just think that's so incredible that you have leaders like that that are on board to share wellness in a widespread way like that. Yes. Um, and that goes back to the importance of collaboration. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we have some incredible stories. You know, one woman that that doesn't have a home and really found her safety and, and, a, and a, another family in the yoga and has been an integral part of Be the Change. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's when you take the yoga out of the studio, I think, where you can reach more people because as warm and welcoming and wonderful, as I said, Tierney's studio is, um, there's still many people who will never step foot in a yoga studio for a whole host of reasons and, and barriers. Exactly, exactly. And so by bringing it into the parks or like various culturally relevant locations, mm -hmm. you can reach people that wouldn't ever probably have access or try, you know, meditation or taking a deep breath um, in, in the context of like a held space like that. Right. So, so yeah, it's it's been really powerful, and we we have a project called the Zen Den as part of Conscious San Jose, where we pop up uh, a big lotus bell tent in the park and invite people in, all people to to meditate, to have conversation, um, and that's actually where we met, uh, you know, um, the community member who you know is still experiencing homelessness, but she's you know she's contributing to our community all the time and spending time with us. And mm -hmm. it's because, you know, she was finally able to not have to be on her guard, you know, as a, as a homeless woman, always looking over her shoulder, being in the Zen Den, she was finally able to relax. <laughs> How huge is that? I mean, all of us just have these nervous systems that need a little bit of softening and safety and to give that um, to anybody, let alone someone that, that has it, like you said, on such a day-to-day -day basis. Um, 
such a gift. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just been really fun to build community around that spirit and invite people into the park and see that, you know, the residents of the park are really pretty harmless and they're just doing their best to live their lives. Um, and so if we can bring that positive energy and that sense of dignity to all, um, it feels really meaningful and um, that we return every summer and kind of build relationships with uh, the people who live in the park and relationships with our community um, has been a way that we're really able to experience our strength. Mm. As a- yeah, suddenly a whole another podcast episode is popping into my brain um, just because I'm thinking this is true yoga. I mean, this is what I think yoga is meant to be, and that's creating unity and community and oneness and um, removing the barriers that disconnect us. And um, I think we are currently living in a world where the amount of quality true yoga is dissipating and, and getting, you know, dwindling. I think that um, that's separating us a bit. And I don't know if you have anything to say on that, but I feel like it could be a whole other episode. <laughs> so, and I'm so glad and you, you put that so eloquently, but, um, yeah, really working to bring our version of yoga or car- like karma yoga right. um, into, into what's centered, uh, or in the conversation. And so it's just this, this beautiful thing that we can practice yoga and also give to our community and kind of experience our interconnection, as you were saying. And, um, you know, it's not always rainbows, you know, and butterflies. Like we, we have, you know, incidents at the park once in a while where we have to, you know, invite somebody to, to respect our space or something like that. But it's also good practice to be in the world and be able to approach conflicts from a place of compassion instead of fear always a lesson, right? Exactly. It's always the yoga. I mean, that's the funny part. We sometimes get our, you know, roll out our little mats and in our fancy studios. And, and we think that that, you know, 60 or 75 minutes is it, but it's just like the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Can you remain kind and calm in the outside situations when you don't have the safety of your little mat to, you know, your little magic carpet to be on? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's just been a big a big part of the conscious energy movement, and um, we now culminate it in a festival at the end of uh, the summer where we offer yoga, meditation, uh, and movement classes, mm-hmm. and also live music. But the it's at St. James Park, and there's no fences, so all the residents of the park are invited to hang out. We have free yoga as well as part of the program. Um, and at the same time, we offer services specifically for the residents of the park. So like bringing in mobile showers and um, different health resources. So we had our first festival last year, and it's it was really neat to say, hey, let's come together and celebrate our health with Drew Yoga and kind of that jovial um, environment of, mm-hmm. of a yoga festival, but at the same time say, and also, um, what is all of this worth if we can't, you know, funnel it back into the community or back to others who could really be- benefit from this sense of vitality? Wow. Yeah, so powerful. It was really neat to see that come to fruition 
because I know it was a lo lot of work and a long time coming for you and all of the great people that work with you through the movement. Yes, yes, a very dedicated team of mm -hmm. years. <laughs> yeah, make yeah, you definitely, like I said, we can't do this alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love for you to just uh, riff a little bit on the process and how maybe things haven't gone exactly as you thought they would, um, just because you, you, you touched on the importance of just trusting it to unfold. Um, so what are the ways that you've been surprised? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I think that the biggest lesson has just been like a new respect for the amount of time that um, change takes, mm. not just um, making, you know, structural changes or implementing change um, in the business or in the organization, um, but also change in, in my own internal environment. Um, it's really taken, you know, I've taken a good three years to cultivate my voice and I'm really just maybe in the last six months feeling like um, a new relationship with my voice and this ability to, to, to speak my truth, to speak um, truth to what we're doing. And so, um, yeah, just like a, a respect for the time and not being hard on myself when, oh, like I'm so nervous to speak in front of this crowd or um, being hard on myself when I, you know, have to learn a lesson in a, in an experiential way, which is, pretty much the only way I can learn a lesson. So, you know, in <laughs> events, like some of them fall a little flat, but, um, I never regret doing them because part of why we are able to be what I feel is pretty innovative in how we approach, um, wellness and yoga and how we bring it into the community is because we're willing to try a lot of new things. Um, so yeah, just this, this trust in my own process and, um, a, a sense of patience within my own growth and uh, within the growth of what we're bringing out into the world. Awesome. Well, it's a sort of along the same lines, but if there's someone listening that is inspired, which I know is going to be anyone that decides to press play, <laughs> but if they're saying, wow, I want to do something like this, or I want to create change in the yoga community or the wellness community or whatever, is there just a little gem or something that you might tell them as they step foot on a probably longer than they think journey? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would, I think that the biggest gem has really been allowing the practice to do its work on yourself. Like a lot mm. of, for me, it was allowing the practice to, to do its work on me. Um, and instead it, of the control piece you mentioned earlier. Yes. Which still is so present, but <laughs> it's something I'm constantly in relationship with. Um, because my practice allows me to be in relationship with these different pieces of me. Um, and has allowed me to strengthen my connection with my intuition mm -hmm. and my sense of belief in myself as you know as cheesy as that sounds <laughs> um, <laughs> the ability to really trust what I want to bring into the world and um trust in others as well yeah no I think that's profound I mean sometimes the cheesy things are the things that we need the most or that are the hardest to achieve 
you know, they sound simple or silly, but yet the practice is complex and, and takes lifetimes. Yes, yes. I wanted to just take a minute to just give a shout out to your mom because I have a really strong connection with my mom and I want her to be on um, on the podcast. I've been working on that for a little bit. Um, so if you could just talk for a minute about the presence your mom has had in your journey and how she supported you along the way because I, I just love your mom and it reminds, I mean, actually said we have to get a mom-daughter date and so once when my mom came to San Jose, the four of us got together and uh just a sweetness about the mother-daughter relationship that I see in you and your mom. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, my mom has, uh, you know, she raised me a single mother. And so we've always had a super close connection, um, really, I think, even beyond the mother-daughter dynamic, but yeah. but in the mother-daughter dynamic as well. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I was, you know, really uh, rebellious and just loved to get into trouble. And uh, my mom had the wisdom to put me in yoga as my punishment. So like, instead of trying to, you know, keep me grounded at home, she made me co go to yoga with her. Um, I did not know this. I'm learning this for the first time. That is rad. <laughs> yeah, it's a story I love to tell because I think it just sheds light on really my mom's um, it, you know, progressiveness and how my mom is like, so wise to say like, Hey, I'm gonna like, you know, you're, you're causing all this trouble. And instead of to punish you or make you feel like you're bad, I'm going to give you a moment to stop and think about what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's totally rad. And your mom is, is very progressive and cool in that way. <laughs> And so, you know, she's been so, so supportive of the journey with um, Be the Change and, you know, really encouraged me to take the leap mm -hmm. um, and loves to come to the studio. And it's, it's really amazing how she's been able to form relationships with um, the teachers and just keep, you know, giving her generous spirit outwards. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at the same time, she's also like, you know, will give me lots of practical reminders all the time. And so I see her as being this really beautiful balance of, um, you know, the masculine or the feminine energies, especially like as a, as a woman who's had to be independent most of her life. Yes. And something that I inherited is like, um, for the longest time, it's been independence, like I'm independent, I can do it all. Um, and just especially with the creation of the collective and our deepening partnership, for me, it's been shifting from independence to interdependence yeah. um, and really like having to unlayer where in, in my being, <laughs> I hold the story of like, I have to do it alone. Wow. Yeah. Super powerful. Well, I'm so glad I asked about your mama because that is a really cool uh, way to quote unquote punish your children. Send them to <laughs> yoga. <laughs> Before we wrap up, if you would just talk a little bit about the collaboration with Spirit of Youth Yoga. I already had Pam on the podcast, but I would love to hear you talk a little bit about it. I would love to. Um, and the collaboration with Spirit of Youth is another one of those um, experiences that have just felt so intuitive and also like the universe is really on our side, bringing us together. Um, Pam and I went to high school together 
And uh, just as I was starting um, Be the Change, uh, she was starting Spirit of Youth. So we connected and reconnected on just kind of like, okay, how, how's it going? How are we doing in our uh, respective processes with our, our little babies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as they've grown, the, the partnership has kind of naturally forged itself um, at, and as our relationship has grown. And so it really is, again, a testament to just like how important relationship is in, in all of this process and honoring relationships. Um, and so, yeah, Pam and I, uh, came together to, um, start woke teens camp, which we started last year. And I had been teaching, uh, for spirit of youth as well. in, in some of, uh, in their youth program at voices charter school, and was just so moved and touched by the way that spirit of youth approaches, um, their, their work and really empowering the youth as leaders and building community leaders, um, in addition to offering and teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. So again, this idea of leadership and wanting to have everyone be empowered versus there be some kind of power dynamic of like, okay, we as the yoga teachers are providing you with this yoga practice because someone quote unquote needs it. Um, Mm -hmm. And to to really just be like, we're okay, we're, we happen to hold the key, you know, this understanding of the practice, but what we're doing is we're all sharing we're sharing the practice, um, and we're learning from each other. And it's it's subtle, but I think it's an important frame. Absolutely, yeah, because then you're empowering these young people to be part of the process instead of just, you know, rolling their eyes at somebody trying to tell them what to do. Exactly, and we totally get eye rolls, too. From <laughs> and that's fine, yeah, I mean, that's natural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, the, the approach from it for it uh, felt really aligned with uh, how Be The Change approaches our community work. So, right. um, yeah, so we've really been able to combine forces into creating this team camp. We're entering our second uh, summer, and it's really growing and evolving, but it's um, designed for uh, youth in San Jose, specifically underrepresented youth that don't typically have access to um, these types of resources. And mm-hmm. it combines yoga and art creative expression, um, and community engagement. So really all the things that we're about. And so it's a one week camp and then we, uh, meet weekly throughout the summer, uh, to keep them engaged. And throughout the camp, they uh, get to actually work in our parks program if they want to do the internships. So, um, we're, it's just more integration really. Like we're bringing, um, youth into the picture of all the things that we're doing. So they're they're getting to facilitate at the park or uh, even intern at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so the partnership with Spirit of Youth is just so valuable because we can offer what we offer in terms of our space and um, the people that we have in our community. And then Spirit of Youth is really able to bring um, such a strong uh, youth program and understanding of how to work with youth and uh, organize the organizing force that they bring. Um, so uh, in in this deepening partnership, uh, Be The Change Collective has been kind of born because we're seeing that Be The Change is so much more than just a yoga studio, but we're really a collective of organizations and a collective of people now that are working towards this common goal of, of bringing in the most, the shortest sense is yoga for all, but really 
uh, yoga to um, empower and uplift uh, folks and communities that haven't always had access to these practices. And um, yeah, so it, it just, it feels really good. It feels really synchronous. And I'm super excited for this summer because we're really going to get to keep iterating and building on um, what what we've seeded. Yeah, it's really incredible. Like I said, I know someone out there is going to be saying this needs to happen in my city. And, and I, I think that I don't know if you have any plans for growth like that, but it would be cool to, to be able to support others in their community because um, the, at the community level is where this stuff needs to happen, I think. Yeah. And in each community member, um, I mean, because there's so many people who were born and raised in San Jose that are a part of this a movement. And, and I hear them talk about the excitement to to bring this kind of thing and this aliveness into the San Jose community that, like you said, is not always known for that. Yes. And it's it, the community is amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite things about Woke Teens is that we've got, you know, 10 or 15 different people who are involved, whether they're facilitating or they're mentoring. Um, and just like they feel so strongly about being able to bring um, bring these resources to teens that they, they volunteer their time. Um, and so the common thread with all of these programs, like you said, is just like people from San Jose or from the Bay Area or even from out of, um, out of the area that are really resonating with what we're doing, mm-hmm. just hopping on board, but then also like bringing their unique perspective to the work, um, which is going back to why we call it a collective is because it is truly like a, a multifaceted um, entity that is a reflection of everybody that is involved, whether they're taking a yoga class or um, if they're a youth facilitator or a yoga teacher or a staff member, everyone is contributing with their energy. Yeah, so beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, finally having you. But like I said, it's it's divine timing. It's the perfect time for you to be here and share what's going on. And I just wanted to end with, um, if you have anything else that didn't get said, anything that you wanted to share before we wrap up. Hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I would love to share this. Last piece is actually from a book called Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown, and it's really uh, resonated deeply and truly with uh, this kind of evolving leadership mm-hmm. um, that I've been working on. And uh, she, Adrienne Marie Brown, says, "Grow at the rate of trust," mm. uh, and that's just landed so deeply for me in honoring uh, my process and the process of our organization. It's just to like allow myself to grow at the rate that I can trust myself and allow um, our partnerships and our work to unfold at the rate of the trust that we can build with the community members we're working with and our collaborations. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is uh, just to allow things to iterate constantly and that like it's really like there's no such thing as failure. Um mm-hmm. Every, every experience is an iteration that we get to, to build upon. Um, and so that's, that goes back to the evolving piece of creative leadership. Is yeah. That permission to iterate. And have it look different from day to day and month to month. 
Absolutely. Moment to moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I always end with it, just a couple fun questions. Um, Tarane, what's your favorite yoga pose? Mm, my favorite yoga pose right now, um, it used to be child's pose, but I'm nursing an ankle injury, so child's pose isn't as comfortable. So I've really been enjoying like a mountain pose, Tadasana, mm. uh, and just focusing on like bringing that subtle energy into my body from the earth and <laughs> grounding. Yeah, I was going to say very grounding pose. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that book uh, quote. Um, but what, maybe it's the one you're talking about, but what's one book that changed your life? Oh, um, I'm reading right now. Um, uh, Cla Clarissa Pinkola. I'm <laughs> Estes. Yeah. The, Yes, yes. Um, women who run with wolves. Yeah, and um, I think it's it's so appropriate, actually, this being on the wild, <laughs> wildish um, podcast. So yeah, I know. I always say it should be like required reading for <laughs> for the circles if there was a, a Bible, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you know we're in circle when we're reading that book and just getting. Mm tradition from our um our elders and our you know ancestors but it's like this global sense of ancestry that's being passed down to us as women and uh yeah it's it is changing my life and really deepening my relationship to what it means to be a woman which I would say like I I just have to say that the goddess circles have played such a big role in that like I never I thought a lot about being a woman, but the goddess circles, just having that dedicated space and the sweet uh, community that you built really helped me um, deepen that relationship. And so I'm, I'm forever grateful to that. And they are living on um, with your <sighs> sweetness that you put into that space. Mm, well, thank you for saying that. It means a lot to me. Um, that you took a chance on something that had never been brought to the studio in that way before. And I'm really glad that it paid off. And, and for me, I was happy to hold the space, but I also knew that people showed up because it was needed. You know, I was never sitting in the room alone. I was always greeted with people that um, many, many times would say, I've been waiting for this. Like, this is the thing that I needed or wanted or asked for in my life. And so I think that's very telling as to um, the power in connection, just, you know, everything you've been talking about today. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so true. Yes, and I love, I love, there's like a little piece of my heart that hurts that I don't get to be there, but then a much bigger piece is swelling with uh, pride and love and excitement that, that the community is still um, going strong. <laughs> yes, so we're excited to welcome you back with Yes, I can't wait. Well, that's the wonderful thing. Now I have two communities to, to drop into and I can um, make visits and continue to connect and, and spread the love because that's really what it's about. As you know, right, the more people that are served, the more people that are touched, the better it is for, for the collective and the global community. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm, I'm so grateful for this podcast and the resource that you're, you're providing our, our greater community here. So thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you were on. 
um, endlessly inspired with all the things that you're doing and so grateful to have um, crossed paths with you. And I can't wait to see how it continues to unfold. I love you so much, Terene. Thank you. To Jocelyn, thank you so much for having me and thank you to everyone who's listening. Okay, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.